2: but Cough!
0: Hey, be, hey All
2: right, full disclosure, we are watching the rain-delayed Memorial Tournament as we record this podcast, and uh, a lot of DraftKings money on the line right now, so if you hear a screech or a yelp or a cry, don't be alarmed.
0: Uh, Is what we're watching currently live? What we're watching is currently live, yes. Okay, gotcha. I I got, not cocky. Yeah, a little cocky. I I thought just the the level of my guys that were in the lead, I'm like, even if they don't win, and then I didn't account for the tournament turned into, uh, like, British Open meets the U.S. Open, just carnage everywhere, and John Rom just kicking the shit out of everybody. I I mean, there was, when you were in first place, basically, for... Friday and Saturday, right? Some version. I, Saturday was a I, lot I, of. I would plays. say about. I would say about halfway through the front nine on Saturday, I, I had commanding lead. Might be strong, but like was like, damn, I'm going to be a top three guy in this almost no matter what. I felt. Yeah. So did I. And then I was watching his female started to fall apart. But even then, still I was
2: like, I. And you are still in good shape as of this recording. Top fifteen in this game, make money. You're sixth. From the moment we hit record to this moment, I've fallen from 15th to 20th, which is, again, significant because the top 20 make money. So, anyway, keeping an eye on things.
0: I've told a lot of people uh, in person this weekend over playing golf, I don't think they quite understood, they're like golfers, how cool this is. You know, just because daily fantasy, I, I think when most people think fantasy football, or I mean fantasy, what do they think? Football, right? You know, I'd say the old, older version of diehard sports fan think like some of the basketball and baseball But I'd say the last decade, it's fantasy, fantasy equals football. Fantasy golf, as someone that follows, makes our living off football, follows basketball and baseball extremely closely, can agree that fantasy golf is freaking awesome. It really is. It's as fun as, you could argue, if you're not a big PGA Tour guy, it's more fun than watching the tournament just having guys. Well, somebody's very entertaining. Somebody because uh, football is challenging and relatively easy. Wouldn't you say? I mean, it's easy to pick players. Well, one thing I like about it's not this easy is, to
2: win. It's not. I I like that. It's not year long or whatever, several weeks, but it is more than one day. Like I do yeah. like that. It's four days. And the first two days you don't spend trying to win the first two days. You're just spending trying to hoping you guys make the cut. Right.
1: So we, you are rooting we,
2: for guys that are in 38th place. Like that's.
1: Should
0: should we, should we then, when the NFL season happens, start because we didn't do this when I think when we played the game a couple times last year, include Thursday because it is easier just to do You're Sunday saying do games some, like, only Thursday Sunday and Monday. Or I, just... I'm just saying inc- yeah include the Thursday night game and then even just do Thursday and Sunday so you basically have you know it elongates. You could do Monday too. That's just a long period of time. Yeah, but. It does keep you on the edge of your seat because if I go, well, guy in football, you're in the first place after Sunday night's game, but I go, well, the Chiefs are playing Monday night and the dude has Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, right, yeah. or you know, they're yeah, playing yeah. whoever, you're holding on for your ass. Right? Lamar Jackson's playing on Monday night. We, you could argue which how quick we've gotten this to fill up with golf because the thing that always scared us when we were doing DraftKings, like, you know, it takes some time. I do think in football... What does make it challenging though is in football on a normal year. Who knows how this year will go? The inactives and stuff you don't quite know. It is a little unsafe to pick your team on Thursday night for guys on Sunday and Monday, right? That's true. It's pretty easy to make your team on Saturday. Like you get a gauge, like oh, Julio Jones is actually out, right? So you got. Yeah, pick. that's a good point maybe take the Thursday night game in but maybe do Sunday and but there, aren't there the games Monday. But are there games where it's game?
2: just you only pick players from the Thursday night game? Like there are games that get set up where it's just everyone's only picking Thursday night guys
0: which I, but to me I I like including several games because you're kind of basically if it's you know if it's Chiefs Ravens we're all kind of picking the same players, right? Yeah. Now that you it's like a puzzle you can pick. The thing about golf and the thing about a full slate of Sunday night games, you'll never have teams with the same players, right? You'll at minimum have two separate ones, even if you pick Mahomes, Julio, Tiger, Brooks. You're going to have two or three names where it's like, you got this random guy, I got this random guy. You got Fred Wilson Jr., and I got fucking, you know, Miles Sanders from the... You just pick random players. Right, right. That is the cool thing about both. I, I, I actually kind of find them kind of similar, but like you said, the golf just... The drama, you feel it over the course of the tournament. I, I, as, as a hater on fantasy guy, the majority of my life... Same. I'm not just saying this because they're paying us. I started using this app. Maybe they did like one sponsor, maybe two years ago. And so I just downloaded it and tried it. It is a really, really genius concept. These guys are, I give them credit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we started putting these games together. I mean, they've been on the
2: trafficking has been on the podcast for a while now, but we started putting these games together about a month ago before they when were. When you say our first one on was th-
0: our first big one was like Thanksgiving two years ago, football. When we knew we kind of had something, it was like, God, this is kind of cool. Remember I think we did like a third three game Thanksgiving night. Yeah, yep. You know. To see it, I you know, I like golf. I
2: don't know that I mean, I like golf a lot, but I, I just to me non-pandemic, I don't know if you could we could fill golf this fat I just feel like people I don't know, maybe people listening don't feel this way. They just watch golf all the time, but it does feel like more casual fans are watching golf right now and and maybe the DraftKings is a part of that, but
0: you know the next level. If we had the CEO of DraftKings on, I'd be like, "Could you combine if you had like NBA playoffs going and and golf, where you could get like two NBA players and like four golfers? Well, or what that about that? To me, might be the next step. Or what about? So a like, Saturday I got Giannis, college, Tiger, college and, and Bryce Harper. Saturday,
2: NFL, Sunday. You you. I think the opportunity. Like, and you have to pick or, one quarter. Like, you, you take a Trevor Lawrence. You, your quarterback spot's getting filled by an NFL quarterback or a college quarterback.
0: You could argue that they're only scratching the surface on some of their opportunities to cross promote the sports. Yeah, right? I,
2: I would bet you're right.
0: <laughs> it's basically
2: like a, a team that's a par. It's like a parlay team. If you take a, two basketball players, two golfers,
0: and well, a starting that, pitcher. <laughs> so basically, what it is is a fantasy football or a fantasy week. Yeah. You, know, you pick an, a different athlete, a different sport, yep. and we just play. Start- and 2 12. Five upsets, March Madness. Yeah, I mean, I, the opportunities are endless here, guy. <sighs> Sounds like we're on some Ease right now thinking of these ideas. Uh, podcast brought to
2: you by Ease, podcast uh, ease.com, uh, promo code HAM. Um, podcast also brought to you, we'll tell you more about in a little bit, but Burrow. Go to burrow.com slash ham. This is home furniture. Um, that I wish I had because one day I'm gonna have to move my couch out of my living room, John, and it's the doorway is like, you know, half the size of the actual couch cushion and the frame. I'm gonna have to take this whole thing apart. Burrow is like you've been seeing people get mattresses delivered, or maybe you have, to their home. That's what Burrow is. It comes in individual pieces. You put it all together with some clamps, some snaps, it just it all fits together pretty easily. You don't need a full white glove delivery crew um so it's a genius idea and i i wish yeah. it existed when i got my couch a few
0: years ago but i i'm pretty sure whenever i leave this place whether i rent it out or sell earth it, the ca- the ca- the couch is just coming no oh. not, not earth hopefully you know, when hopefully i leave I got... i'm taking the couch with me <laughs> the, the couch bury, you know, with, might just be, bury me with my couch <laughs> might just be part of the package you, know, you got you get a free lazy boy sounds cool but like you said it does not fit through the door it got assembled in the place. Don't spend five thousand on listening. my
2: casket. Just bury me in a
0: couch. Yeah, I mean it's just God damn. It's it's it always feels you know uh, pretty cool whenever you buy a bed or a couch or something really big and they assemble it and the people come and assemble yeah. it. God, this looks sweet. But you never think of what well, I'm probably not going to be here forever. You don't even you're just like whatever, we'll deal with it. That's all I think about
2: actually i'm the opposite that's all maybe it's because before we, my dad was in the air force and like anything you put up you'd have to take down anything you nailed into the wall you'd have to spackle all i think about is just like anything you put up whatever i for four years I, two years i guess two years 12 no i guess th- three years i didn't put anything up on the walls of my apartment so i'm like I, i'll have to take them down one day now Some you might like cliff, say Ki-
0: like cliff kingsbury
2: yeah you idiot you're gonna live there for eight years why don't you put something on the wall like nope that that twenty minutes that
0: I won't have to spackle will be worth the eight years of nothing on my walls. That was like one of Chip Kelly's calling cards when he was at Oregon. They moved to Philly. Like you just they say you look in his house. He's got a bed and a refrigerator. Well, I like looking like in. A- Andy Reid's house and seeing a normal house. Like, is that a good thing? Like, it's it's, it's like is the guy's just ready to leave at any moment. <laughs> living you like know? a contract killer. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. I, I, I don't know about you, but I like my coach to like a, attempt to settle down some yeah, roots. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> so, anyway, burrow.com slash ham. Go to the website. I'm telling you, just go right now burrow.com slash ham. Just check out their stuff. We'll tell yeah. you more about it later. um DraftKings on the podcast. Yeah, promo code ham.
0: Download the app manscaped on the podcast again this week yep keep those family jewels uh, clean we Trim have up. you have one more
2: 3.0 so recording this on a sunday monday rookies are supposed to the first rookies are supposed to report so it's the chiefs and the texans rookies are scheduled to report on monday per a league memo that just went out because remember initially i think it was like friday this past week there was this weekend they were supposed to report now it's Monday for those two teams. The rest of the league is the rookies are supposed to report on Tuesday and then the quarterbacks and the injured players are supposed to report this Thursday. God damn. It's but coming pretty quick. Despite the fact the, that everyone's tweeting they want to play, uh it seems like we're I guess just like the NBA and just like Major League Baseball um for whatever reason these issues don't crop up. I Although it's not really true, I guess those two sports, it cropped
0: up a little. We kind of had some sense, it felt like a little further out that they were going to have some problems to work through. I initially was going to use basketball and baseball as my example on this one. I threw the NBA out because they were completely different than baseball, who had not started yet, and football, who also had not started yet, right? Now, baseball had started training or spring training, but they had started spring training before Corona kind of the virus really felt like the virus, right? They started when it felt normal. It kind of hit, and then it snowballed, and it was clear they had to start, and then it, they never got off the season. Basketball, they'd already started. They were just attempting to finish. It was easier to get done. Plus, when you're telling guys, listen, there's money on the line. So I would kind of siphon them out. To me, though, baseball is a better example because it felt like that got really contentious on social media. And negotiations, and it was just like, God, is this going to happen? Went back and forth. I feel pretty comfortable, and I, and I, I feel like the media, and I give the players credit because historically, you go NFL players, the union, they're never on the same page. You got too many guys not making any money, living con- game to game. It makes sense; like they just want to play to try to earn as much money. The, the his, you know the number one thing that we always say with football. It's like a coal miner, right? It's like could I end at any moment. Like you know, just, you know, no no one's like Justin Verlander could I end it. It's like once you make it, you're just like this guy's going to have a 10-year career in basketball and baseball and football. is like this could go, you know. You got to you got to get the strike while the iron's hot. I give ba- I give football credit for just kind of corralling like they clearly had a unified message though. <laughs> I, so it, it, was, it was they're so late to the party cuz we've already watched was, the other two <laughs> sports go through this. But guy, I it just how could and a lot of media members just just suck this up like they're snorting cocaine? Like, come on, guys. Can we just take a deep breath? We literally just saw this. And by at first, when I first saw like J.J. Watts, I'm like, oh, he's kind of pissed. And then once everyone tweeted it, I'm like, okay. It's like a corporate message. Right. We know what's going on. This is all – it's not about the virus, even though, I mean, indirectly it is. It's all about money. Well, and I don't have the details of the money. Now, I, I get there want specific protocols. But at the end of the day, the number one thing I've read, it's about preseason games. They're arguing. Like I am not overreacting to like, is the season in jeopardy? We did that for a month with baseball. Whenever when the couple did people. But we like, did
2: lose like twenty-five games potentially, right? With baseball.
0: Yeah, but they were somewhat limited, right? Because like their season date had already started. Like it, football, we all know at the end of the day could just push it back. And then the commissioner right? said after, Well, we were always gonna play sixty anyway. And part of with baseball, unlike football, who uh, their economic structure more dependent on the people in the stands, did it quite pencil for them to play a close to full season? That was one of their big sticking points. They wanted to go shorter so the financial hit were in football. What's the number one thing they need to do? Get games on TV come fucking Sunday in September, November, whenever it could be January. Because if I told you, well, they had to push back the season a month, is that going to be like – just oh, you should have seen the ratings in uh, in January. No one was watching week 14. like that ain't gonna be the case. Yeah. so to me, yeah, it's like could it have been a perfect world? One thing is is abundantly clear with these leagues and I, I'm sure if like you followed companies on Bloomberg, when you're dealing with billions of dollars, it's not black and white, right? If me and you are hassling going over a negotiation of a thousand dollars, it's pretty easy to pivot left or right. When you're doing a negotiation, and this was definitely clear in baseball, it's like, we're going to lose $4 billion. Like, we need to figure this out. Same with football. How much are we going to lose? Figure out the way to have the, you know, post this season, what's going to happen? How can we do it this year? The preseason games. Say what you want for the NFL. Like, they do get paid off that. Remember, I I just remember like the ESPN crew gets a rep, the NBC crew gets a rep, Monday Night Football gets a rep, Jim Nance gets reps. It's not like CBS doesn't pay for those games, right? I also think one thing that makes this very different than most business,
2: right, is that the employees, the players, have a union, and there's a lot of them. It's hard. Like I was talking to a buddy of mine on Friday, who's a former NFL player, but still keeps in contact with a lot of current NFL players. Jerry Rice and he, and he was t- and Jerry was telling me <laughs> that so much uh like that he's just heard stories just from the
0: oh, Barry Barry Sanders. Barry okay.
2: Sanders was saying. <laughs> so I was talking to Namath. <laughs> yeah. And he's like the last time I played this wasn't an issue. I just got an off-season job. What's the big deal? <laughs> yeah. So one thing he told me is like he was just telling me about one of the most recent NFL PA conference calls they had just with players and he said everything he's heard is just there are a million questions that the players are asking the players association that no one knows the answers to so they like just the players can't there's just too many of them too many questions not enough answers for them to all get on the same page before they can even tell the owners this is exactly what we need right well
0: think think about this if i'm richard sherman that might be a bad example let's say i'm aaron donald or jj watt the guy that I usually call if I have a question would either be my coordinator or my head coach. The two people that I wrote down that the players communicate with both, or their agent would, the coaches and the the front office, the GM or the assistant GM, the owners don't give a shit what they think. Like, that's, they have no, the shitty part is, like Andy Reid and Bill O'Brien, who are up in the air right now, whether, who knows by the time you're listening to this, if like, The union held these guys back if they show up over the next couple days. Andy Reid's not trying to, like, screw over the players, right? He he has nothing to do with any of this. Or Kyle. So Richard, because I was going to say, Richard might just text Jed, and he probably would tell him what's going on. But who knows, because Richard's part of the union now. I don't know the rules there. I I just think it's probably hard because the people, and really more than the front op, like if you're going to talk to the GM, your agent does. But you can, like, if you want to talk to your head, Richard or Bosa or... Whoever can just text their, Russell Wilson, text Pete Carroll, those guys don't know anything either. They're just waiting on the information coming from probably their, you know, president of the franchise and the owner. And that that's what I always say about football, that what makes the sport, and it's probably like this in all sports, but football is really complicated, unlike basketball, where you're just kind of playing games. You have like one practice like a week in the NBA in baseball. It's you don't practice. You just take BP in football, like part of practice and setting a schedule, right? We all often hear like as weather changes, coaches are changing schedules around when to fly. It really is complicated and no one making this decision, whether it's the owners Goodell and his crew have any clue how that actually works. It's not like, remember when Roger Goodell ran an NFL franchise for two decades? No, he's ran the nego- He's ran the money part. And that's where I think this gets really complicated because football, just in itself, you know, you've been around football for a year at college and pro. It's just a complicated operation because like you said, there's a shitload of people there. There's all these individual groups in the team group. They all like practice separately and go to meetings separately and do things separately, but they're all kind of together. It's just, it doesn't really parallel the other sports and how you get ready. And then on top of that, right, it's like, well, they're just playing every game. Well, no. I mean, they don't fucking play really at all, but once a week. And during training camp, you know, the the preseason games, especially nowadays, are kind of throwaways. So I wonder, like if you ask the coaches, I bet Andy Reid would be like, yeah, if we don't have to have preseason games, we can easily adapt. But the owners aren't looking at – the owners don't give a shit about, like, getting my third string guy reps. It's just all about the money flow and keeping everything – like that's – that's why everyone freaking out, and it was so typical, and I, the media gets used a lot, and I'll give the players credit. They, they use them to a T, the football media, because they're eating it up, and I don't have the energy to like, what are we talking about right now on Twitter? But I'll say it right here. It's like, come on, guys. It, it's clear what's going on. Tip my hat to the players for realizing how to utilize them to their benefit, but as we talked about before we hit record, do you think Jerry Jones, John Mara, the Roonies – give a flying fuck about a hashtag I'm, I'm serious and I'm not trying to diminish what the players are attempting to do because they have I, I give them like unifying but it doesn't actually mean anything right
2: I saw Ross Tucker compared it to the video uh, was it Michael Thomas that was part of a, the NFL video that yeah Roger yeah then Goodell comes out and does his video. But this is very different. That's not something that cost anybody any money, right? That was not a negotiation over television contracts or anything. That was just, hey, we want you to say something. We want you to do something symbolic. And by putting pressure on the NFL or on Roger Goodell, they got what they wanted, which was fine. But that's not this. This is not billion-dollar contracts, right? This, that was something different entirely. Now, I will say, I think from a media standpoint, they could just report on what's happening. Like, players did a bunch of tweeting, so the media reports players are doing a bunch of tweeting. All they can say is players are threatening not to play if they don't get what they want, which is true. That is what
0: the players are doing. But, that's, but I'm, I'm, say, well, I'm saying I'm seeing a lot of tweets like, I can't believe the NFL dropped the ball from just NFL reporters. I can't believe It's like, come on, guys. Well, yeah, I mean, look, the,
2: the NFL just by and large is not going to wage this war out there in the open. And to your point, just like the NBA owners didn't, just like the Major League Baseball owners didn't, and they let the players tweet. Because I saw somebody tweet like, "They're going to turn the tide of public opinion, just like the Major League Baseball players did." Yeah, I don't think the Major League Baseball players did that. People started mocking them for saying, "Tell us when and where," because they said, "Tell us when and where," and then didn't. No one showed up anywhere, so no one won that battle, like in terms of public
0: opinion. Right? Is it? No well, one's clear, walking around. Wouldn't going, you say though? The players say won. That? Well, wouldn't you say the NFL – it feels like the union is kind of copying them and kind of acting like they – Well, yeah. They did accomplish – because the one thing they accomplished – I'm just saying that deal was, didn't get done on Twitter, no, even though people might I, act I don't like think, it did. I don't think they accomplished that much. I mean, this, it ended up being a 60-game season. Now they got – I would say their main objective was the prorated salaries. But it doesn't feel like the NFL is saying we're cutting your salaries or anything. They're just acting – it's, to me, just reading, I don't have any inside information over this. I saw Kawakami tweeting about this. Like The number one sticking point right now that they're trying to hammer home is no preseason games. That's one thing the NFL players want, no So what do
2: you think games. about that? Because in the owners still want two. Was it Florio? Somebody wrote, well, maybe there will just be one, and there will be local games. Like maybe you keep Niners-Raiders, but that's not a local game anymore. Someone's getting on a plane. Like the Seahawks can't bust to any opponent. But the Niners also play the Bears, like maybe that. But game how did how
0: did ba- how did baseball just do like uh, Pirates Indians? Do they bust to each other. Yeah, I, they must. I mean, I don't or know. flew private yeah. f-
2: private flight. Like private flights easier than a bus for most of them anyway. Um, so I don't know. But you made the point to me. You said, "Well, the," and I thought it was a good point because I was like, "It does make sense just to cut it to one." But then your point, which
0: n- not an original idea, I read this somewhere maybe heard it on a podcast, the one thing two preseason games, meaning every team gets one, is gives them, because you're seeing baseball, I think, trying to do this right now, is give yourself the opportunity to have the protocols for your games. Right? Give everybody a chance to
2: have a home game and a road game protocol.
0: Yeah, with under this circumstance, right? Because they're used to, if it's just normal times, they know ex- every team knows exactly how to do it. Now, maybe the Raiders or Rams, like – they would want the preseason game, first time at their stadium, but Jed York or you know Pete Carroll and the Seattle or whoever, any owner that's still norm, that's still a carryover owner or not a new stadium, knows how to operate a home game. Well, under this circumstances, how many people do I need there? Do I need to get these guys tested first? How many of those people do I need to get tested? What's the number I need? How do we treat the visiting team? They normally do this. Do we need to make them go a different route? There just is a lot of unknown that at least if you did screw something up, Cal Poly, you learn by doing, Uh, it would be beneficial. But if you're the players, I do get where they're coming from. In this year, weird year, if we're only going to have one preseason game, why the fuck are we having any? Right. Uh, And this gets back to the coaches and GMs. Like, they have no say in this. You agree with that? Like, this is all just owners and money. It has nothing to do Remember with... Remember
2: when the GMs didn't want to draft, how that went?
0: Yeah, like, push it back. It was like, nope. I'm sorry, did it somebody- turned out to be fine. Did somebody say something?
2: <laughs> well, now none of their players are signed. That's The Niners and the Packers are like the only teams... with. Actually, a few other players have been signed. But rookies are report. John, Burrow isn't signed. Chase Young isn't signed. Herbert isn't signed. Isaiah Simmons isn't signed. Uh, Ruggs isn't signed. Judy isn't signed. Lamb isn't signed. Tua is signed. Makai Becton is not signed. You're saying Kinlaw and Iuke are signed. Kinlaw and Iuke are signed. Henry Ruggs not signed. Uh, the uh, Dame uh, Arnett not signed. My,
0: my my guess is on most this guy. guys are not signed. Because unlike baseball, that once it got into the season, it did feel like well maybe the maybe the owners were cool because they were going to take such historic losses with no season, and you just kind of you didn't need to be a Harvard grad to like kind of do the numbers. You're like well I could see that right. You're like I. I could get it. That is not the case here. And I just think football, I would imagine we have a lot more answers than questions over the next three or four days. Because there is so much. Like It's July. By the time you're listening to this, it's July 20th or 21st. That's when teams get going. And that's when the owners start thinking, like, okay, my checks are right around the corner. That's, to me, a huge part of it. And the, the this is where the NFL is lucky. Their money all comes from television. Now, they make money from the suites and stuff, and we'll get into Mark Davis. But, I mean, their main money to just keep on rolling and just not go bankrupt or anything is just TV. The the TV money pays. You get profits from the TV money, even if you didn't sell a seat. And that's where baseball can't relate. And that was why basketball, they're like, well, we can take a little loss, but this playoff revenue for the TV, you got to get it in. Yeah, it's, it's huge, and that's... The NFL had now two things on their side, time. And that's why all the media people that, that are saying, like, I can't believe the NFL dropped. Nothing's happened yet. Let's just, if this is going, I would say this is a disaster, right? If it's August 1st and we're still having this conversation, then it's like, God, what's going on? And just you just the TV thing, I think, with the preseason games is probably more complicated than it sounds just on paper when the players are like, we don't want preseason games. It's easy to say that. And I think even people like me and you are like, yeah, we could do without it, though. As a content creator, wouldn't mind a couple preseason games. You know, games. I wouldn't <laughs> mind two. I I could use two preseason, <laughs> preseason games. Yeah. See some reps. Uh, you know, no preseason games again as a content creator. You know, I'd I'd lean on the owner side on that. My plug. vote again, is two preseason I, games. <laughs> I'm for safety, and I don't want anyone losing any yeah, guys safe, I, safely. I, I could use some shit on the field games. happening to talk about. Uh, I, that's my vote again. Uh, no, we have no votes that matter, but I would vote for some games. Uh, Maybe we should and, tweet uh, that we want to play. I, I I don't. you agree that by about the latest July, like twenty fifth, we're gonna have a pretty good idea on this. If not by like the next two I days, I would
2: be in a in a time in which you should be shocked by nothing. I would be shocked if they don't play us. If they don't play a full season because of this. Now, if there's other things, if like we're eight weeks in and something crazy, ha- okay. But I'd be I would be shocked if well the, this, this holds the
0: universal up. report date. I guess beside Texans, Chiefs was July twenty eighth for the normal players, right? For like veteran guys, Do you, are you confident that everyone's showing up on that date? Because I, as of right now, recording this Sunday afternoon, I still am. Because I just, uh, I'm less just
2: confident in that. Like I could see dates getting pushed around a little bit, or yeah, some players. I, I, I'm, not I'm not saying a hundred. I'm not saying a
0: hundred percent. I'm just saying I still think that. Money rules the day here, and yeah, there I, is a ton of money on. I
2: don't think we end up from July 28th to August 16th. Maybe we end
0: up from July 28th to the 30th. You know, what, you know one thing I read is that one of the players' pushbacks on the preseason games, I guess some health experts have just said you want to avoid full tackling and touching as much as humanly possible, and even for training camp to push it back toward the end of training camp. And so it's like, how are we going to do that, and then have the games? So what's the point? Just save it all till the regular season, right? And I, I think it's an easy one to justify from the player standpoint. Yeah, I just mean, go, well, college does it every year.
2: Couldn't you counter? Oh, that yeah, you don't play any preseason games. You, yeah, that's true. But I mean, you could also counter. Let's don't we before we fully start the season, let's have two weeks of just kind of doing some stuff and see how do we come out of this thing. Do we come out of it with every team suddenly has fifteen positive tests? Or there's a couple here and there, but by and large, tackling as long as we're testing, and we feel confident that the players that are tackling each other, they're blocking each other, don't have the the virus, then, then we'll be fine.
0: Like I, you could
2: didn't argue. Didn't baseball like,
0: just didn't baseball just have zero tests the other day? I mean zero positives. Did they? They have a day where they had zero. Uh, uh, maybe. I'm not sure. I think I saw a headline like they they've been doing pretty well. Now it's, it's different. It's all Clint No, I, I, I I'd argue actually it's a little similar because unlike basketball. Their guys are going home to their own homes every night, right? They're not in a bubble in their own cities. Yeah. They are getting to live at their apartment or house or wherever. I guess in baseball, a lot of a lot of homes. Uh, I guess some of the young guys have apartments. Penthouse. but Yeah, pen, <laughs> downtown. Penthouse. Downtown. Both yeah. home and Penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just living in this middle road condo complex.
2: <laughs> Who did I see that was not going to be with his family at all? Like, he decided, like, I'm just going to stay away from my family. like my we're just going to stay apart for whatever 3 4 months football or baseball I thought it was a baseball player <sighs> It's a good uh, could be wrong about that but yeah anyway I don't know. Uh before we move on John let's tell the people about Ease on the podcast again we appreciate you, people just go to ease.com and use the promo code ham go to ease.com that's e a z e ease.com and use the promo code ham You know what we try
0: to do here guy is get sponsors that fit our culture, fit our show, and fit our listener. And I, I think we've done a really good job of doing that. And I I think it's safe to say I this agree. is our most popular sponsor of all time. We, we know our listener, and we know them well. Ease.com, promo code ham. On-demand cannabis delivery. Pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, sleep aids, you name it. Just go to Ease.com. Check out their uh, their website and all their different options. I think it kind of changes depending on the region. Well, here's the great part. If you live in California, literally every region in California, Bay Area, 916, Sacramento, the Valley, 559 from Stockton. I know we got some Stockton people down to Bakersfield, Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles area, even down to San Diego. We got you covered. Ease.com, promo code HAM, promo code HAM. If you've already used it, tell your friends. Use your girlfriends. Use your wives. Use your brothers. Promo code HAM. We appreciate that a lot. We definitely do. Variety of products.
2: You're 21 and over. You get verified online in minutes, and then you start selecting, and then you just wait minutes, not hours, not days, for the delivery. Ease.com. Uh, 20 bucks off that first delivery of $50 or more. Ease, uh, Ease.com, promo code HAM. Podcast also brought to you by DraftKings. The 3M whatever is this week. And all I know is we got another full DraftKings game coming. That thing will go up Monday morning or as soon as it's available, which is usually Monday morning. We gonna expand from seventy five to hundred. I had a couple people say, "I don't
0: want to expand. I don't want to make it too hard to win." Yeah, I I I I I think we have to make the pot Five more people who are getting involved. I I think it's once I saw how fast that thing loaded up, and I I think we're just building toward an NFL game that could just be massive. I mean, could be massive. It's really there might be a week, and I've already I've already eyeballed it a master's nfl week maybe mm. we go two separate games mm. who knows the opportunities are endless I like go it. to DraftKings, the app i told my brother to do it download it promo code ham download the app promo code the, Ham. the promo it's code easy. goes in when you're signing up keep in mind you know this guy you know baseball's back they're gonna be weak by the end of the week you're gonna be able to play fantasy baseball for the weekend uh we'll probably stick with golf just do a big game but i mean i'm gonna keep you an know, eye let's, on that let who's saying let's try things out uh no better way. Hundreds of thousands of dollars you can win. But baseball—if baseball's not for you, obviously we play fantasy golf. And fantasy football is right around the corner. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code Ham. Get a free share, million dollars up for grabs. First deposit. That's promo code Ham and get a free shot, share of million dollars. Shot with your first deposit. <laughs> free shot. When you use code Ham, you
2: get a free shot at a million dollar top prize. Only at DraftKings. And again, get that thing ready to to click so that you're already in to join our game. It'll be, our game will be 10 bucks. You don't have to do You don't have to play our game, but what was
0: What was this? Our fifth one this week? This was ham the match
2: five. Yep. So it'll be ham the match six six. this week. It'll be, we're going to expand it. And someone asked us this to our, uh, Mike was like, Hey, you cool that we send this to my friends? Like, yes, send it to your friends. Let's get more people in when you're in, you will get the invite to the next. So we friend you basically, or add you to our list. And then yeah. you're on the you um you get the first shot at the next game. DraftKings promo code ham
0: or thedesktop.com, dot promo code ham. Our games are open to everyone and anyone. Yeah, come on, come on. We're, like we're, we're like the opposite of like Harvard. We are yeah. not a country club. Yeah, we'd be like a junior college. Like <laughs> you got you got a hundred bucks, <laughs> take a class. Let's go. Well, a, a for <laughs> profit junior college, but yeah, for, well, not for. I mean, I haven't won any money till maybe this well, week. Well, you're in good shape right now. I know, yeah. All right, uh, All right, John. Mark Davis
2: says he is not going to go to a Raider game if fans can't go.
0: People, I don't think they'd ever think this would come out of my mouth. I give Mark Davis some credit on this one. Uh, now, he's somewhat backed up into a corner, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that he was in a shitty spot that this unlike Stan that doesn't have to apologize or even make these type statements. Like I fucking paid for not just everything. I'm literally carrying an extra team on my back and Hey NFL, I'm putting your network in my building. Right? Mark is kind of on the hook with, I don't know a group that's historically known now it's corporate now, but there've been many movies around (laughs) where people get put out in the middle of the desert. So again, corporate now fortune 500, uh, I think it's a little safer environment in Vegas, but it's still, I would say it's 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 one of those industries that, like, Zuckerberg loves using the word, like, it's our community. Like, no, Mark, you're the lead shareholder. You're the one making all the money. I'm a member of Facebook. I make nothing. Uh, Vegas is all about the money. No one even pretends. They're known for the house always wins. So literally, you go into a place, you give them your money knowing, like, yeah, I'm not going to come out really with anything. You're paying like you, for no, the enjoyment. Yeah, it's the, it's the motto of the place. Yeah, the house always wins, even though like every once in a while you win. These guys finance Mark. And I think Mark's in a tough spot where it's almost like, listen, I can't do the half-ass thing because how do you make that? That gets complicated, right? How do you make everyone happy in a town that's just kind of different to begin with? Uh, it's It to me is the right move. I give him credit now. The one area, like, does he get spotted? Like, damn, Mark Davis is in the sweet. You know, it's going to be hard. Uh, but I, we've always said this. Listen, Mark in, in, in some realm gets a bad rap in the sense of you can say whatever you want about his look and his finances. When we dealt with him, I, I think he had some – he didn't always agree with some things I said about his post-game show and his team and all, but when you just dealt with him – He has to be as easy to talk to as any NFL owner in the league. Just in terms of just have a conversation, like what a nice day. What do you eat for dinner? We'd see him
2: a couple. We'd see him at Napa at the training. We'd go up there. He was always
0: really friendly. Come up and bullshit. Sit down. Like he was just very. say, Hey, you want to stay for an interview? Remember that we had one conversation where he sat down. We're like,
2: do you want to stay for the interview? He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not here to do that. I'm just saying bye.
0: But he he would have like legitimate conversations off the record about things he was frustrated with or thought was going on or what he thought about the team, and it was. So I, people people think we hate him, and I always really enjoy it. Like I, I never I worked for Jeffrey Lurie. never had a conversation close to like the ones I had with Mark Davis. No, I, th- this does come from a place of respect. So I don't –
2: or I come from a place of respect. So when I say what I'm about to say, this is not just a flippant, like, oh, we're just piling on. I don't give him as much credit as you do for two reasons. One, it's pretty transparent. Like, I, at the end of the day, no season ticket holder who bought season tickets – is going to not ask for their refund because you stood up for them and said, well, I'm not – if they can't come, I'm not coming. But he and, knows that, and, right? And it's really – it's going to reach a point where you're going to have to make a decision. Am I actually going to not go into the stadium for any of my team's games this year? Or – no, or nothing. It's either I'm going to go in and I'm going to go back on my word because fans aren't there, or or I won't. Like, I, I, I don't really know what the end game is here with this. And I don't know how much credit you're really getting. Now, now, maybe you are getting more credit than I'm than I'm guessing he'll get for it in terms of just, like, among the fan base. Because I even Floyer wrote, like, oh, this is bringing the renegade culture back. It's like, yeah, not really. You're just saying I'm, I'm not going to go if my fans don't get to go. I, you know, it's not going to be up to him. So... I, I don't know. I think it's pretty transparent. A and B, it's just pandering. But B, I, I just don't know what the end the end game here is. So you well, got to refund people. Your players are going to re- not be in the stadium. Your players are going to be in the stadium. You're not going to be there with them.
0: Yeah, but the, because you said players, this in July. Yeah, but I I don't think they were the owner. Like to me, especially him, Gruden and Mayock will be there. That's oh, yeah, all that matters. I'm not in the saying the staff. players are
2: going to look up and go, "What's going on with our organization?" I'm just saying. Are you really not going to go to a game in your new stadium? And maybe he won't.
0: And And if he doesn't, cool. But I don't really know how much – I don't know that he's really getting that much credit for the whole thing. I I think this is where he's taken a stand is he made a big fuss about – because I I think there's a decent chance that especially in Vegas they would allow 20,000 people of the 65,000, right, or allow a percentage. And that was something that we talked about, what we say, in the last month, maybe two or three weeks ago. He was adamant against. Because then I think he's like, how do I play favorites to all these guys that gave me all yeah, this money? He, was he's the only one that him. voted
2: against putting advertisements on seats.
0: Yeah, and allowing a percentage. He's like, well, how can I tell this guy to come in and he can't come in? Right. And he's kind of drawn a line in the sand against that. Not as much just the overall situation. It was like, I can't. These guys gave me so much money. Because I I think you're jumping the shark a little bit in the sense of he had – like this. Him showing up or not, like, he's the refund it's happening. Now, I guess you could push back and say, well, if you had, like, a stagnated, like, you know, you get two games out of the eight, so you you only have to pay for a quarter of your season tickets, like, there's probably still a way that he'd be able to get some, and he's just going, no, it's not worth doing that. Maybe he, like, we'll see if he changes his tune once it gets, like, September 1st, and he goes, God, I'm going to lose some money, and once they start doing the economics and maybe some of the other teams. Maybe there's pressure from the league of – because I've stood on the stance of it should be one for all. Like there should – there's either – every team's allowed, you know, some fans yeah, or great. no team's allowed. Yep. Now the problem is some some states might not allow it. But then I thought like, well, there is an economic impact where if you did it that way, I would imagine it would all go into the pool and the players would benefit too. I do think where it gets complicated is part of football home field advantage. With your season tickets, how do you divvy it up? It's not. And then maybe there's some
2: liability issues for the league.
0: Yeah, to me, the, the, the easy play. Now, this is not the financial play, but the easy play is just go no universal around. Kind of like the league did this with the draft. Again, not they didn't lose anything. They just said no parties. No, I guess they didn't care about the parties, but they said no. You couldn't do it from your war room. But you and you all had to be separate. I, I, I'll be a little shocked if they don't do just an umbrella policy, but I guess there is a percentage of just, well, if they go half our teams can have a percentage of pan, fans and we just all put it in the pot, and that's where they pressure Mark, like, Vegas, like, we want to come in and Mark, like, we need some of that money to go into the pot, right? So it, this might be a situation that's out of his control. And didn't you read that, like, he'd obviously sold – they sold out the seats and they sold out PSLs, but one of the big pushes, like, if you're not going to have fans, you do need to refund everyone. One of the big issues – or, I mean, one of the big benefits for having new stadiums is, and we see it when we go to Levi's, are the suites are, like, quadrupled. I mean, and O.Co, uh, Where the fuck its name is, didn't have that many to begin with. Let's just say there are 80 suites, let's say 100 the, the average sweet price is probably a year 200 grand so you start doing the math the sweets alone that's a lot of money yeah. to give back which i'm sure they were hyping up how they were selling them all out in the fall you start getting that money in what do you do with the money when, when i when we get paid for stuff we that money goes someplace well we've had once corona we had to refund i remember one advertiser again the numbers aren't close to like millions of dollars but if it's $10,000 and you you spend it and I spend it on something what if the money's not there? Yeah. Now mostly like it, we get we don't get paid
2: before the fact, we get paid after the fact, but that's where this is different,
0: right? One company did though and yes, right. uh, it's where you know you just never know and that's yeah. what that's what PSL and season tickets usually are. When do they start paying? Usually during that season coming up for next year, like sometimes, especially with a new stadium. Look, I wouldn't I wouldn't
2: ask him to do this. I wouldn't expect them to do this even suggesting it. It's one thing to say I'm not showing up. It's a, is he just going to not sell ads on the first 8 rows of seats to prove a point, too? Of course not. Of course he's not going to do that.
0: Well, wouldn't you I would imagine everyone that's bought in just gets the ads cuz I talked like someone with the 49ers, who you and I know, I ask him I'm like, "God, you're going to be able to charge a lot for that real estate." He's like, "Well, we're already charging people so much. Yeah. We're just going to SAP Bud Light, like it's well, I saw, our sponsors get that. Like if we if we had to do the equivalent podcast, we wouldn't try to get new business. We would just double down for the people we're in business with, right? Did you and I see think that would be the majority the Yankee of people? Mets game. I just the hot. Just they had Twitter they, highlights. they had a four. The Ford logo was
2: on the back of the mound. That's pretty cool. In like blue chalk. Now, That's is that a new? Is that something they've added for like, or is this? Are they just trying to find every way to make? Make good on the revenue that they are on the advertising. I think sold, there's right? a lot of ma- I think there's a lot of make. I would imagine. That, wouldn't right? you imagine that? Is that prob-
0: a Yankee Stadium or Mets? I think they're playing. The I think Mets it was a Yankee stadium. stadium. Were they playing Yankee Stadium? I thought. Fra- was that the game Todd Frazier hit a home Clint? run? Clint. Yeah. Or Clint. Yeah. I, I I'm pretty sure. Thought it was Yankee Stadium Maybe when you're I saw right. the ball go yeah. out. But, but I just I, wouldn't you imagine Ford's a big
2: Yankee. Yeah. Sponsor. And I would imagine they've got an ad that they count on forty five thousand people seeing
0: every day in the stadium. Yeah. Right. Well, think about that. It's kind of like you can equate it to the podcast a little bit. We sell ads based on how many people are going to listen. Well, part of football, I guess football might be – no, I mean, it's 80,000 people. You Hey, you get 10 dates of 80,000 people see the Bud Light Lounge, right? That's That is a lot of people, and it's tangible humans. Like, you know that are there. It's not like, well, we typically get this much. Like, in the NFL – even shitty teams feels like the places are pretty packed. And in baseball, it's just the consistency of the bodies. Do you think Mark Davis will – people give him a hard time if he's the only owner that doesn't attend his team's games this year? No, because I, I think he – I do think he's coming from a unique time perspective with the stadium. I, I think it's more taking a stand for his money of the people for paying sure. Him. It's not – he's not taking like a stand against
2: Corona, the safety. I understand, he but he's he, Yeah, but he is presenting it as if – I am standing with all these fans who want to come in and you're telling me I'm not allowed to bring them in even though I if it were up to me would bring them in.
0: So we know it's about yeah, the it, money but he's presenting it, it like I stand with them. Well if I if I told you the league told him you can do you do whatever you want. Like it's it's your choice. Yeah. Like he'd they, fill the stadium. Do you think it would be full? We they can't, haven't can't, they have a Garth
2: Brooks concert next month they haven't 64,000 seats sold they haven't canceled it. Garth Brooks is going to play at that
0: stadium in a, in a month. <laughs> it's on the books. Do you think Garth's going to show up for that? I don't know. I could see Garth showing up. Garth the, the
2: stage is the safe place.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's I didn't I didn't. I know mean that. Garth has to give a refund, right? Garth does. Well, that's well to me if you're Mark, like that's a big money maker. That's probably. Absolutely. It was the first event million. in the stadium. That was going to be the opening event in the stadium Garth Brooks. Yeah. That's, I give my, you know, the Raiders have come a long way, guy. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, 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 pretty good. Yeah. So I, see, here's though, to me though, you act like I don't view him like taking a stand for the, he's taking a stand for the money. No,
2: I know what he's doing, but I also know what he's saying, right? He's saying it like I'm standing with my people. If these people aren't allowed in, I'm not going in. Yeah, and I don't know who is. that's influencing.
0: It's not. It's more just to me. It's making a public statement. It's like when, you know, recently we talk about this on the podcast, like Verizon and some of those companies that drop Facebook ads. They're like, we don't stand for what Facebook is doing. When it turns out we're in the middle of a pandemic, the first thing that gets cut is advertising. But it was bullshit. To me, his statement is bullshit. But what they're doing, like he well, was, yeah, gonna, he'd have to do to like, be, hey guys, listen, we're getting fucked. Uh, but I, it's I'm not, not solving trying to anything. rob you. Because I would imagine some people are like, Well, if I gave you two hundred thousand dollars for my PSL, do I get twenty percent of that back or five percent of that back? Right. You know, it's it's one if you're just for a sure. corporation, do we get refunded on anything just beside these tangible tickets? Like I I did pay for the right to own that seat, I don't know, this year. I think you know, I think we, you have the right to ask for that money back. It gets to me, it's very complicated for him. Like with Jed and
2: Or the at least to get a year added to you know, you should get a, a year added on the back something. You should get
0: something you should get something. And this gets back to his overall point. He doesn't want to and this is like well, a yeah, wide but push back on Mark. Like Mark was sometimes you get you get thrown a curveball when you think a fastball's coming. like you, this is it. Like this is just these are the times we're in. It sucks. No one thinks like it's not you're not the only one going through this, right? It just he's been I think he, like, to me, Stan doesn't give a shit about his sponsors. Like, they just come, they pay money. Of course they do what's in the NFL. Like, it's much more of a business relationship. And this gets back to our interactions with him. I think he's probably, all these major sponsors, he's probably talked with them. I bet some of these guys are like, ah, oh, this guy's actually, what I thought about him, not that bad. Like, the fucking Raiders are here. He probably feels like I'm letting people down. I, I think he feels more, and this is where we've always gave him credit. Like, he's not some business killer, cutthroat, doesn't give a shit about people. I think he feels like he's letting the city of Vegas that threw him a bone down. He cares. I just don't know what the end game is. But the the one thing I think he he, he could easily come out and say, listen, this is the shittiest of shitty situations. No one would wish this upon any fans on any given year. There's just nothing we can do. Obviously, I would give my right leg if I could to have people be – but I can't this year. And I think that – people would take a step back. It's not like Vegas goes, well, we're getting screwed when no one else is allowed to come. That's where I – he probably didn't need to be this, but I think this shows like how much he personally cares. Whether you, you know, it's yeah. Well, look, right, if in the know,
2: if in the long run he has a relationship with the town and the fans, and he's just this is part of being a sales guy in a new town and trying to show people that I here's my cell phone number. You call me any day. I'm in. Anytime, I'm indebted to you. You yeah. yeah, exactly. I I owe you, and we're gonna make this right. And this is part of laying the groundwork for that. Then
0: okay. That's fine, but, and, I, my, my, and and I you're right. Your your
2: ultimate point is you think he he is saying it in part. You're he's saying it for the money, but you kind of convinced me. I do think because cause he he cause he because he because he feels bad taking their checks. He does mean it. Like I'm yeah. trying to show you, I there's just he's just stuck. There's really nothing he can do.
0: To to me, like I I feel confident saying this. He feels bad taking their checks when they can't come. Like I don't think Stan gives a shit. No, no, right, <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you how much uh, did you watch some baseball this week? I watched some Mets,
2: a few innings of Mets-Yankees. And they had fake crowd noise, which was kind of weird. But it was fine. I mean, it wasn't weird. I just thought I would hear more player chatter. Not actually, like, hear guys saying, all right, baby, come on now, let's go. But just, I thought I'd hear some buzz. It kind of, maybe because they had the fake crowd noise, maybe because the players are spread out. I don't know, you couldn't quite hear as much just like inaudible, just kind of audible chatter that you can't make out the words. And then they had. I didn't, did you see? What did you think of the cutouts of people's faces like behind I, home plate? You see,
0: you see Chris Townsend at, uh, at the Oakland A's? I did. He got know. a cutout it, uh, right behind home plate. Uh, I, I think that's pretty that's cool. That's pretty good. I, I, I just saw, I didn't watch any, I just saw some highlights on Twitter. And, like, Bryce Harper hit a bomb off Max Scherzer. So they must have been doing an inner squad you know, or, I mean, a team, Phillies versus the Nationals. Because at first when I saw that, just the headline, I'm like, oh, they're doing an inner squad in D.C. And then I realized, well, Bryce Harper's not on the fucking Nationals anymore. So it actually kind of looks normal. I I actually think just the presentation of the sport and whether you – I mean, most people listening probably watched at most, like, five pitches of the KBO. It was pretty clear, though, if you just watched a pitch, baseball just looked like baseball. Yeah whether the fans and stands or not, because you are, this is their benefit of they're just still playing in the home park. And maybe it kind of leads me to, I wonder if football might still look a little more normal than we think it might just because you're playing. That's where basketball is just going to look by far the weird, like at the end of the day, the golf tournament we're watching on our TVs, like they're playing at the course they would normally play at. Right. Like in basketball, playing in a little gym is going to look different.
2: Did, I did see Tiger have a birdie and then like put his hand up and wave as if people maybe people were clapping. I don't know.
0: Well, I think there are some homes on some of these courses. <coughs> uh, but but I I think baseball is going to look really, really normal. Just It's just Max Scherzer pitching this guy at, you know, Nationals Park or they're playing at o.co Co. Or they're playing at, you know, Minute Maid Park. Is that so what it's called? You know, they're playing at – you know, Dodger Stadium.
2: Uh, no, I thought the name of that place changed. Yeah, maybe it did, like Enron or something. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, was it one of the stadiums
0: named Enron? Or well, that, that was Minute
2: Maid. Its first name was Enron. Uh, <laughs> that didn't age well. Did they ever get the their che- money? The checks,
0: yeah, the checks, cash. Did they? <laughs> uh,
2: I, I, I did think about all the people who work for the teams who have to, I would assume you take the, posters down every night of the people's faces or do you just leave them up the the I cardboard think, I cutout, think you, just leave them up overnight i think you
0: yeah but i get some of these cities right it, they get weird rainstorms in yeah the that's what I, i'm
2: my guess is those things probably weren't that inexpensive to make all those things you, you probably want to protect them to some degree do the giants get shit on by the pigeons there's probably that i talked to our boy mark packer today i was on radio with him on sirius xm he has a cutout apparently he told me
1: How
2: in the cool ballpark that, 100 blocks? I didn't that we were on the air when he said it. I didn't ask, um, but I did. I did wonder. It just hit
0: me. We should have had a out. I know,
2: <laughs> but I don't even know. Like unless you're the ones behind home plate, I did wonder. Like if you're behind would home it have plate, been
0: worth giving them five hundred bucks or something. Yeah. What What did it cost? It's probably not too. I wonder. Is it too late? Well, I thought. I thought the, like the twenty five thousand season ticket holders got the first right of refusal, yeah. and I, I think a mod of them would have given ninety nine bucks or whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah, it, it would not have been worth it to have a ham cut out in the third deck. <laughs> but if, if you told me, but if me you're that the first, like, get... my question is, is the guy that's right behind home plate, is that photo just gonna be
2: there for all thirty games, in the same seat, same
0: big the ass seat? photo of your I, head? I feel like just talking about it right now, I dropped the ball a little bit. We should have looked into it. We should have, like, I because I probably a thousand dollars runner, we might have had to have a discussion. Like, if you told me for a thousand 000... total, could we get our two heads behind home plate, the Giants? Well, that's I, more I, I than where, yeah, that's more than worth it but i i i'm pretty sure These games I probably on, on like, national tv though yes yeah, season, season ticket holders like wouldn't you imagine the yankees to get like lower bowl ain't cheap or the t- phillies or that well t- i would just imagine Sunday. they're your seats
2: like i would guess you don't get to put yours in somebody else's well maybe you do if they
0: decline it i don't know how that worked yeah it'd be it'd be a complicated situation did you see I'm sure you did, but like the Toronto declined baseball, say so they're not going to allow the Blue Jays to play games and people to fly in. Yeah, and my, my first reaction was like, so what? They'll just end up playing in like America. It's not. It's like, what about the fan? Like the fans weren't allowed to go anyway. The games will still get broadcast on the. It won't. It was going to be empty no matter what. Now they have somewhat of a unique stadium in the dome or whatever, but still like. Well, that was one. Their stadium's play. perfect
2: they were going to stay in the hotel that's built into center field. It was You couldn't oh, have the, picked a better place. You're saying the opposing teams no. and the players? Uh The Blue Jays were going to stay in the hotel, I guess, that's out beyond center field. Certainly the visiting team was going to, but I think some of the Blue Jays were going to stay there too. So, like, was Toronto's issue letting Americans fly in and out? Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't care enough to follow up on why they're not playing Yeah.
0: I didn't care either. I, I just think the overreaction of like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, they'll just play in Florida, wherever they, you know, it's just they're not like the blue jays are out now. Like that ain't happening. Look who they play. They they're in the Yankees division. You know, it's like one of those like, yeah, LeBron wants it gonna happen, that's gonna happen.
2: Well they'd be like, uh, so we'll just replace all the games Yankees
0: Blue Jays with Yankees Red Sox. Cool. <laughs> yeah, they they will just pivot. Like the blue jays are gonna play, but those games are getting played with somebody. And it just I'm I'm actually excited accept- is opening day Thursday? Yes. I mean, I'm in. Yep.
2: John, let's tell the people about Burrow. Good to have Burrow on the podcast. Go to the website and check it out. Seriously, just right right now while you're listening, go to burrow.com slash ham. B-U-R-R-O-W. Go to burrow.com slash ham. I wish I had Burrow when I got my couch. Right now, you're spending a lot of time on your couch. You might be thinking, if there's anything worth spending money on, it is my couch. I'm spending... 80 percent of my life on my couch but i don't want to i don't want to go to a big store big box store or wherever else to get a couch that's the beauty with burrow go to bro.com slash ham it ships to you in multiple boxes you pull them out you just clip them all together and you've got a brand new couch you didn't need anybody's help
0: and one of the things they hang their hat on right is they're you know kind of like a, a crate and barrel or a pottery barn like level material but they're way easier to to uh to put together, that's like their calling card. Yet they're kind of modernized. They have USB built-in chargers. I mean, they're perfect for the millennial. Hell, they're per- you could argue in 2020, everyone needs a USB yep. charger around. Uh, they're really stylish, like you said. Just go to burrow.com/slash ham, check it out. They're easy to assemble. Uh, these two guys started this company once they realized the price. Listen, anyone that's moved and tried to buy some new furniture, you're like, oh my god, this stuff's expensive. Check out burrow.com/slash ham, and you can find some great prices on some really, really. Uh, you know, cool couches. They, they, they really look good. I, I would, I, I'm going to get one. I cannot emphasize this enough. You
2: you build it or break it down in minutes. You don't need any tools. You don't need anybody else to help you. You don't need a whole crew stomping through your house. There's 23,000 different, 23,000 different ways to customize your perfect sofa. And if you're thinking, oh, what's the quality of a couch that you get to put together yourself? It's really high. Like John said, go check it out. Bro.com slash ham. They also have uh, their new wall shelves. Which just came out. Um, they've got uh rugs, coffee tables, love seats, armchairs, ottomans. It's all there, stylish, practical, designed to all go together. Burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash ham, get you seventy five bucks off your purchase, plus fast and free shipping. See the site for details, do it right now. We appreciate it. Burrow dot com slash ham for seventy five bucks off. Burrow dot com slash ham seventy five bucks off. B-U-R-R-O-W, like Joe Burrow dot com slash ham. 75 bucks off. Do it. Do it right now. Go look. I'm telling you. Go, you're listening going, I don't believe that you can just put a couch together. Yes, you can. Go do it. Check it out. Check it out. Um. All right. So as of this moment, we're watching this. I remember we were talking the other day. I said, I think Jack Nicholas wants his event to be a major. One thing that's unique about this is Jack runs this tournament, designed the course, and is on TV all four days of the broadcast. And what I love is like, You know how players hate when somebody like you or me designs a course or makes something really hard? Or Who are these uh, nerds making our lives hard? But you can't complain if Jack Nicklaus is the one that makes the course hard. Who are you going to complain to? Jack's going to say, well, be
0: be the best player. You win. You know know what's got to be a pretty powerful feeling? Just as like a passion project, like you have your main business, you're doing whatever, and they're like, oh, you know, I own a home. I I own a... You know, a beach house. I, I have a golf course. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, I have a golf course. You know, think about the things that you could have, like some super rich people oh. in like L.A. have their own private beaches. Uh, like that's pretty cool, yeah. I, I would imagine, have your own little private beach. I would say having a golf course and like a legit private course that's like yours. Like say what you want about Donald Trump. Like the Trump golf courses, everything I've read about. like really nice and cool. And like a lot of people, like high-end country, like people like them it's got to be a good feeling to have a golf course like yeah it's just my golf course and then on top of that it's like yeah my golf course is sweet it'd be one thing to like have a muni which i'd argue wouldn't even suck that much you're like yeah it's a muni it generates some money but i just go there and practice fuck around whatever another thing to like yeah just i have a country club it's no it's you're in a no it's my country it's my course i designed the thing that's it's gotta be pretty badass now you could argue he's the greatest golfer of all time of course he has a country club right it's like michael jordan owns an nba team it's just Certain things go hand in hand. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was enjoyable to watch. I mean, absolute carnage. I I didn't think how they would be able to do it after last week, right? With how, I I wouldn't say easy it was, because there were three or four elite players that took over, and there were a lot of guys that, a lot of good players missed the cut last week, but it was, the people that went into the playoff were minus 19. And this, right now, looking up, I mean, ROM's double digits, and everyone is, like, struggling to be, like, three or four under. I mean, people are holding on for dear life. How did this – You know you factor complete collapse yesterday down the stretch. You factor in the weather. You factor in, I guess, how fast these greens are. Uh, Last week I, it I've rained. Always,
2: this week it didn't rain until Sunday.
0: Always been amazed, underrated part. And I get it's not football. It's not basketball. How do these guys never fatigue? You know, how how do you never fatigue? Because I I was playing golf this weekend, and Tiger, so they play in the afternoon on Thursday. And then, obviously, Tiger, I think his tee time on Friday was like 7.30 a.m. And I was asking a buddy, I was like, what time do you think he starts getting ready? He's like, well, typically I think you get to the course between an hour and an hour and a half, you know, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, that's kind of your routine. But if you're Tiger – you probably need an hour, hour and a half of just after your shower to like legit stretch out to eat. I mean, uh, kind of like what you hear about NFL. Remember, Bo- Bowman needed two hours to get ready, to, <laughs> yeah. you know, for practice. Yeah. Like, there's got to, and even just, you know, sometimes, and anyone listening that's just a random golfer, when you get to the first tee, you're like, God, I feel fucking stiff. I asked this guy, I'm like, Scotty, whose brother, you know, was like a fringe corn fairy tour type player. Like, do you think they ever? Get to the first tee and don't feel just like normal loose. He's like not once, you know. Like Peyton Manning doesn't get under center, or start a game, and not feel great. Oh, I wish I'd gotten now, here thirty minutes earlier. Now you might feel better Breakfast on ball? certain days than others, but your your yeah protocol or procedures to get to where yes. you are before you tee off. Or you're spending an hour and mm-hmm. a half on a ball, stretching out, maybe doing like maybe you get certain things in your house where you stay, of sauna. You, you just have a routine that you follow because. Yeah. Listen, golf is not—it's a very unusual right that you could just be yeah. playing at eight a.m. Well, they, they and they always rotate Thursday and Friday, right? If you're in the afternoon, you're in the morning or morning then afternoon, and that to me, the morning tee time—that's what's going to be with well, the PGA's not far away. Those seven a.m. tee times at Harding Park is not going to be warm, right? Zero, there's no sun at seven a.m. at Harding Park. None, and and this whole idea, like, well, get out there early, you'll beat the
2: wind. Like, okay, yeah, well, I mean, there will be more wind later, (laughs) but it's going to be wind in the morning too.
0: You agree, Tiger has no shot in that tournament. Oh, it It just feels not unless it's like weirdly seventy-eight degrees, but yeah, yeah, that's well, I'm not feeling great about that. He wouldn't make the cut. Am I worried he's not going to
2: make the cut? Uh, Is he is he going to play? How much is he going to play before? I feel like if he's played in a couple, if he plays in
0: another event. You know, he had a historic – He I think he hosted a tournament out there one time. I remember he played I, – I, I vaguely remember this. Played John Daly. They went to extra holes in like the mid-2000s That's at Hardy. Hardy Park. So he, he it's not like he's a California guy. I'm sure he played that tournament in amateurs. It's one of those like he knows the course. I just think the weather with a bad back. I, well, I was driving home. Cold, he's out. Can't wait. I was driving home from my mom's house on Sunday, and I was listening to some PGA Tour radio. And I guess Tiger had said after Friday, he's like, uh, when he woke up on Friday morning, he's like, yeah, this is not ideal. He said some days that's just part of my deal. Now I, I feel better on random days. It had nothing to do with early morning. It's just or even temperature. One of those days where it was not temperature yeah, just, related. No, I'm just stiff. <laughs> like I'm just like, ooh, this is not. And you were telling me Jason Day. There was a picture of him like. He, You got bad backs, like you just don't know what to do. Jason Day actually said I could feel like
2: my back's gonna spasm at any moment. So that's I would say take I know he's playing well and he's got right now, as of this recording, you're in thirty place, that's seventy dollars winnings. Jason Day's still on the course, but I don't know if you can take him next week given that. You can tell
0: me all you want about golfers not being athletes, and I think that's definitely changed over the last decade. But it's not – you're not tackling anyone. They don't have a player. Like in basketball and football, you have a player in front of you, right? In in baseball, you're trying to hit a ball. Still hand-eye, balance. Would would you agree, though, if I told you you have a shitty back, playing golf would not be fun. Like it's the back movement is a huge part. Just all the walking. You wouldn't even want to do the walking. Forget about the swinging. I have never looked at bad backs – Remember the Wright Thompson wrote an article about Tiger when his back used to kick in and he'd lay there motionless and he'd scream for help to his From his, his kids, yeah. And then watching what Steve Kerr went through when he literally couldn't coach an NBA team. And I just, I I can't imagine. Like, I'll tear my ACL, pop an Achilles, pull a labrum. I, I, Look, I'm not a very religious guy, but I, I would pray that nothing ever happens to my back because that feels... By f- you can get a knee replacement. Hell, you can get a hip replacement. You can get shoulder replacements. It doesn't feel like oh yeah, just get those seven vertebrae replaced. It doesn't really work like that. It's just you're kind of screwed. And I mean, there's think a about level of Walton. They don't really know. It's always like guessing. Walton like wanted he, to commit
2: you know, suicide. He was so miserable. Bill, yeah. Now he oh, he's hey. an extreme. Like he's had over 20 surgeries, but
0: and wasn't it and knees and like yeah, the whole body? Feet ache. feet's another one that's just ah. Well, well, guy, if you can't walk, you can't walk or bend over. It's really – We've all had knee pains. Again, some torn MCL, just jogging. But, uh, you know, I can relate. Do you go no – is that why you go spikeless now? You swing so hard, you can't – you know, the
2: little – that's why Rom and Bryson wear these spikeless – I think Rom does. Actually, maybe Rom doesn't because there's two versions of his shoe that actually – one has spikes, one doesn't. But I know, like, a couple guys I was reading – swing really uh, hard? Give, Adidas has good looking shit. Yeah. If, if you guys that swing really hard don't have spikes because it's just of the of the strain it puts on their knees, just that resistance, and so they get rid of the resistance.
0: They don't ever want to get to a p- spot where it holds and your knee goes or whatever. I
2: don't think it's even that. I think it's that just the, the the thousands and thousands of swings, just that little bit of resistance that a spike gives you over time. They feel like damages their. Their um, their knees, and maybe their. You remember how too.
0: little? You know what's crazy about Tiger Woods? Because feet out, golf's
2: and s- s- surf, it's surf shoes.
0: Is just Tough how little there. Tiger Woods cared in his heyday about any of this guy. He trained with the Navy SEALs in boots. And they're like, what are you doing? And lifted weights. Bryce is just doing it to hit the ball like Tiger was doing it to just be just. Yes. Like look like Ray Lewis. It was like I feel Bryce is doing it for golf. Tiger did it. I won't say just for vanity, but he was already hitting it farther. It was more just I'm gonna be I'm an athlete. Like he was insecure about like you call me an athlete. Right. I was thinking this. I saw a picture of him on social media, and I don't think he gets enough credit. His body does not change. Like most guys, as they ate, like their body, Like think of what Tom Brady has to do and how public he is about what he eats and stuff to keep his body. We have never, and by, p- part of this might just be how private Tiger is. How how disciplined do you think that guy is? Just with his basic eating, he, he's clearly not lifting like he did. But just whatever his consistent workout, would you say he's probably one of the more underrated disciplined athletes in the history of the world? Like, just he looks the same guy. He's forty four years old. Like what? Even like Jack, remember watching the eighty six Masters during Corona? I'm like, I don't gotta see what this look like. It was like look fat. I remember you texting me. It's like. All these guys got pot bellies. They, Jack at the time wasn't that much older than Tiger is now. He and We we just said, like, I remember talking about this on the podcast. It was like, they just look like normal 45-year-olds back in the day, right? Like a burger doesn't just metabolize. You know, you smoke some cigarettes. You just look weather. Tiger, say what you want about him, looks fucking fantastic. Yeah. How does he do it? I, I get he's got good genetics But, he, and but stuff, I just but my- think
2: it goes back to what you said earlier. If he's just on another level. And it's not just about how many golf tournaments can I win. It's about... How do I get the absolute most out of myself for whatever, just for walking down the street, I guess, looking how don't I want not you look. Im-
0: Don't you imagine, and it's just Tiger clearly doesn't need the money and he didn't need to monetize this, and maybe Brady does feel like this is one of Brady's passion projects. Like, I, I do think he likes talking about it. What if Tiger told you, like, his regimen, like right now, like an older guy regimen, what to eat and what to work? Like, it's probably more realistic like I don't think he's eating like kale smoothies, but whatever his bands and the things he's doing and like the foods that he's consistent with, honestly, would probably be more way more consistent than Brady. And I think if he just put out like his plan, it would be the TW plan or yeah. Tiger Woods plan. It would be a hit. Like, I wonder if he me, just Bra- likes... who's does Brady relate to? Like yeah, I'm, okay, Tom. I'm not gonna eat fucking tomatoes. Tom's is re- unrealistic guy. Like I've never well. met one person who'd be like, oh yeah, TB twelve. I love it. Well, but also
2: it's. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole other situation. There. But
0: but I'm just saying, I think he's trying to market to humans, but no one has that type discipline because it's it's the most extreme thing I've ever read, and I've never I have the book, never read a page because it, what would be the point?
2: I wonder if Tiger likes not people not knowing how hard how hard he has to work to be him. If he just likes people thinking just Tiger show Tiger's just Tiger, You don't know yeah. what goes on behind the curtain. You know, kind it takes, of the Capeska pride
0: and yeah, it takes pride in, when Pretending the lights like are he off. That's when I am working the hardest. Right. And I'm not going to let anybody
2: know exactly how hard it is I work because then maybe they'll start working that hard and match me.
0: See, that's what I do respect about. And I, listen, I, I don't diminish Tom for telling everyone. And this became. Because I, I do think he cares a lot about it. Like, I don't think he's fake. It. I mean, he's trying to make money off it, but he's clearly passionate. He thinks he, he, he does think
2: he has found the secret. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But there are like. A lot of the top guy, I think LeBron tells you a lot about what he's doing, or definitely Instagram's it. Like Steph Curry and, and Clay, you see the I I copied it the other day. Uh you follow Carson Palmer's brother on Jordan. Instagram?
2: Um I don't know if I do he, or not.
0: He's like a quarterback coach, I you know what he works is, yeah. with.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, he works with like, you know, definitely Sam Darnold and Josh Allen the last couple off seasons yeah. like, and younger up and coming guys that like Yogi works with the Elite Eleven. And they clearly trained out in LA and they were just in a gym. And he was like, three-point shooting contest. And it started at, like, the number one guy who's, like, going to Oregon or USC. Something, I don't even know his name. But he's, like, the 18-year-old blue chipper. Then it goes Sam Darnold. Then randomly it's, like, Clay Thompson <laughs> shooting threes. And then it's Josh Allen. And then it's Kyle Allen. Like, and I just thought about, this guy does not get enough credit. Like, every video we've seen in the last, like, three or four years of Clay in the offseason is not, like, it's just him playing basketball. Yeah, like he plays. He works so hard, and he's he's not Instagramming He's just there with fucking Sam Donald and Kyle Allen shooting threes. And I thought maybe he was just in the gym working, and they showed up. Maybe they know each other through me. I mean, there's a lot of options, but the work that guy puts in is, is just. Is it possible that that thing has happened like ten times already, just not on film? Cause well, he's there. He tell, he, yeah, they, they, maybe they text him like, Hey man, we're going and you want to come? They just know he'll show up. But what are they doing? Under- like, does this facility have a bunch of other stuff probably? And he's just maybe well, works out in the basketball facility. Yeah. It looked like it was probably in like Calabasas or Manhattan beach or wherever he would be living to. But the underrated part about it. And I tweeted this out. He, it goes, Sam Clay, Josh Allen. And I was like, I don't think people understand. Cause they all look the same size. Klay Thompson is a massive human being, and those two guys, especially Josh Allen, look just like if they were playing basketball. Yeah, they'd be guarding each other. Like, I don't think people realize if you just went, "Oh, how big Sam Darnold? I don't know, six four and a half, two 240? Yeah, how big is Josh Allen? Six five and a half, 250? I, I think but it's appalling when you huge.
2: realize that the guy that played quarterback at your high school that you thought was like an elite athlete. Maybe he is for high school. Do you think
0: most people realize how big Sam Darnold? But is? they don't. I think people do the job. But
2: that is not how big an
0: NFL quarterback is, right? Do you do you think if you just pulled the av- average football fan, like how big do you think Sam Darnold is? Do you think most would be like, oh, like 6'2", yeah. 220? <laughs> I think he would dwarf these guys. If are you walk so, in a room, and they're and they're not. They're like big
2: bodies, right? If you if you saw them in the wild, you would not think quarterback. You would in a warped mind if you've never seen another NFL player, you'd be like. Defensive Warrior. end, but um, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like you, you don't quite real. I don't think we realize how thick a quarterback
0: really is. Most of them, not call, all. Of them. Did you call one of Minchu's games that year he played for? Him? Yeah. Did you meet him? Yeah, not huge, but like you'd riff. say he's an out. You, you'd say he's an outlier size yeah. wise, right? Yeah. I, even Jimmy's probably a little bit of an outlier size wise, right? Yeah, I'd say Jimmy definitely is on the lower end, right? Like Jared Goff. You walk by Jared Goff, you go, "Is that guy six <laughs> six? He's huge." You know, and he's just thicker. I I don't think the younger quarterbacks, because they just feel like oh, just normal guys. You know, blonde hair. It just I, I feel like people think they're smaller than they are. Yep. By the
2: way, how great for golf is Bryson DeChambeau? Better when he plays on Saturday and on uh, Saturday and Sunday for my DraftKings team, but or as I call he, him when he takes ten strokes, Guyson DeChambeau. He
0: he he did get a ten on a hole guy, and he hit two out of bounds, and it was. He hit two two out of bounds after he hit it in the hazard. So it was, uh, it was a very, very fun sequence. I, I walked into my mom's house. My brother was sitting there on the couch, and he goes, bro, you got to watch this. The guy just did a tin cup. And I thought, okay, tin cup. And he's he's like he's putting his hand out like Kevin Costner and says, another one, another one. And by the fourth one, the third one ended up not going out of bounds. He drops up. Uh, okay, I guess we'll just lay up
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> That's after he argued with the rules official.
0: Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I, I actually think he's becoming like golf needs. Like he's becoming very polarizing, famous. He's going to have some people that are going to hate him. I think more people are going to be like, what's this guy's deal? Yeah. More than like, I'm a Deschambeau guy. But ev- right. For sure. But every guy you golf you're going to know who he's talking about him.
2: I think the average person just sees him because he's mad. The other thing is he's just massive. So he looks different now. Than most
0: golfers look. And
2: so, people, that catches your attention.
0: Going viral a little bit with the diet, right, is a big part of it. People are like, God, this guy's eating 7,000 calories a day. And then you look at him, he's fat. And everyone sees the uh, sees the before and after pictures. Like, the, I mean, two years ago, he was skinny. Like he, he wasn't just like kind of like a thicker guy. Like, he was legitimately skinny. If I had to eyeball him 190 pounds... Like a six-two-one-nine coming up, yeah. I, I'm g- you walked by him at the. I you call. It, I, I talked know, Tigers, to. No, I
2: win. interviewed him that day. I, I, um, I, pro- I mean, fr- in retrospect, ma-
0: yeah. Ma- I, I would have guessed 200. like two hundred five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, now he's two fifty guy. He looks fat. <laughs> he, d- he does not look like you don't go. Oh yeah, that guy's jacked. You go, guy. That guy's fat. Not overly fat, like not like a huge belly, but he just looks—he's got—he looks like an offensive lineman does. Once you see them skinny, you're like, yeah, that guy didn't need to carry that weight, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, have you seen some of the pictures of Joe Thomas? Yeah, skinny. He is? Yes, he cooks More a lot. Cool. Of, he cooks a lot of meat, a lot of grilling. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he's—he's he, he's not eating many sugars.
2: Uh, John, before we finish up, a couple other things to get to here. Let's tell the people about Manscaped, Manscaped.com. Use the code HAM, 20% off and free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code HAM. If you're a Niners fan, use the code HAM to support a show that talks about the Niners. If you're a Raider fan or you hate the Niners, use the code HAM to spite the Niners. So both ways, use the code HAM.
0: And if you're just a fan of Haberman Middlecoff, use the code to support us. That's right. Manscaped.com. And I've, I've had a lot of people over the last six months say they got it, they love it, Lawnmower 3.0, I use the travel bag, like whenever I just go overnight trip, head to my mom's, whatever. Uh, love it. It's big. It's longer. Than my, the last travel bag was something Howie Roseman got me for a Christmas gift back in 2010. Nice gesture, a little small. This one's way bigger. Manscaped.com, promo code HAM, Lawnmower 3.0, USB charger. It's badass. We swear by it. Trim your balls with it. Trim your body with it. Hell, I, I've cleaned it off, Trim my face with it. It works for everything. Uh, we, we're not just saying this. We, we love Manscaped and uh, we want, if you're going to get one, and I would imagine everyone in America feels like it's going to have one in the next two years, use our promo code, promo code Yeah, ham. perfect package 3.0 kit,
2: the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer, ton of other uh, liquid formulations to round out the manscaping routine, like the uh, crop reviver, a testy toner, and uh, for a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the shed travel bag John mentioned, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing by Manscaped Boxer Briefs, 20% and free shipping with code ham at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite line. I could use a Popsicle. A Popsicle. Today's National Ice Cream Day, so treat treat yourself. I will. Uh, All right, so we've been saying this, and um, we were asking you if you are in the restaurant business or if you know somebody in the restaurant business or if you just have a restaurant that you love and you want to give a little support to, DM us um on uh, instagram you got one for this podcast what did you do you have it with you or i, I have it here i think you sent it to me
0: yeah I, this guy owns uh do i have his name here eric he owns eric. a uh, mexican restaurant in concord it's called puesto uh he, he'd love to invite us but oh. it's called you can see it on twitter at eat puesto it's in the veranda in concord so just, if you can, if you live in the East Bay, check it out. Get some lunch. Get some dinner. Get some to-go's. We, we like supporting our people. It's a tough, uh, tough time, and we got you, for The Puesto Inverant. Actually, sounds fantastic. If I didn't have Mexican for lunch, I'd go there tonight for dinner. I'm going to go there this week. Ooh. I, I really am. I'm going to mm-hmm. go there this week. Puesto. Wait, where we got
2: car- look at this carne asada. Is that what I'm looking at
0: here? I love carne asada.
2: A passion, I mean, it's just- passion fruit and mango shrimp ceviche?
0: Is Guys, is there anything better than a good burrito? Um, uh, w- boy. What so, would you put? Good burger versus good burrito.
2: God. I mean, this it's a tier one argument we're having here.
0: Would you go up tier one, be burger, pizza, burrito? Yeah. All be near the top? Yeah. Like, those would be the three staples of just like... It's rare when you go... Burgers, they suck. Right? So here's a high, I'll, 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 slice of pizza, oh, idiot. High
2: floor, we talked about this. Alyssa asked me yesterday, if you had to do a cross-country food tour, only burgers or only pizza, which would you choose? And I said, pizza is my number one favorite food, but if I was eating it day after day after day after day after day for like four weeks,
0: I might go burgers was kind of my gut reaction. I think it's a no-brainer you go burgers just because restaurants that sell burgers can be so different from each other where the most part when you're selling a pie similar things and the difference of pies tend to kind of be not that much room for like it's not like it's like running backs I mean there are different styles but they're still playing running back it feels like burgers you can just do so many different things and I know you can put different things on pizza but at the end of the day it's still pizza with burgers when do you really have the same burger twice? I mean, think of how, just for example, the lowest end burger you'd say are like fast food burgers. But if I got you five different fast food places, all their burgers do taste dramatically different, right?
2: Yeah, I mean... Maybe that's a bad analogy because no, like so
0: Domino's and...
2: Yeah. Um, I think we're just... I, look, I think they both would work. But I think
0: you're right. You Maybe you can do a little more of a variety there with... It's also a... Like, pizza doesn't have a Batman or Robin. Like, if you're going to go pizza, you just go like... Yeah, let me get a pie and like a side salad to try to feel healthy. With know. burgers, you'd always like different True. type fries. So it's like every different place has a
2: unique style of the way they make the fries. Here's one. I'll mention this one, even though that this is just my own thing. Someone DM me. Yeah, if you wanted me. to be healthy, you go like bunless. You know, for yeah. a place. You just made me think of this though. I went to forty five oh five meats. I think there's one in one or two in the East Bay too. There's one in San Francisco, and I got some DMs from people like, "Oh, I love that spot. They have a um, a brisket, a, what is it? A brisket French fry nacho or? Basically brisket on French fries with cheese, I think is what they got going right now,
0: which I did not get because I didn't see it till I'd already ordered, which was for the best. But I see. I think I I think when it comes to burger joints and Mexican food joints, they can just throw different pitches with the same stuff. Where it is more difficult, like you want to get a pepperoni pizza, and you see it with Portnoy, they taste different or whatever, but the it's still the same thing. How about a
2: bar? Would you put barbecue tier one? I would. But it's not one uh, food item. That's now we're talking about something else.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, again, I. You ever meet anyone that's like, yeah, barbecue sucks? I. It's just kind of in its own category. Maybe. Yeah, but, but there definitely I, are. I do different feel like type. it's a little more. It's it's a little more. You, it, you're more often like, wouldn't you say the average American, if they're going to eat lunch out five days a week at their job, more likely to go to Mexican like burger joints more often than barbecue. It does feel like barbecue? Mexican special.
2: is. Would you say Mexican is the number one work lunch destination?
0: I would say one million percent Mexican food. <laughs> Mexican, I, I'd say on the West Coast for sure. Maybe a lot a of little just different, different, like tostada. I'll get the tostada salad. Yeah, I think, like I, I, would imagine when we were growing up. I'll give you one that I think's dropped off a little bit. Just Chinese the buffet. Way we can. Consu- yeah, I not even buffet. I just say like Chinese, Chinese food. Yeah. Like you, I remember like me and my dad, and when I worked on the ranch, like we would meet people for. Like, business lunch is like, where do you want to go? Oh, we're going to Hunan's, or like the number one Chinese place. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm 35, I don't know how they did it back in the day. I can't go to Chinese for lunch. Well, have you it ever, when be, was the last time you had a cha- Chinese food that was just like,
2: oh, I'm, I'm going to grab something to eat, what should I get? No, it's like, tonight I'm getting Chinese, right?
0: You know what, do you know what I think's replaced Chinese? Probably sushi a little bit, because you can go to like sushi, still eat somewhat healthy, like at lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there are some like yep. McCooney's is big. I know in Northern California there's one by me here in the SAC and Davis. I, I think sushi probably a little more consistent than China. I wonder if you ask like people in the Chinese business, Chinese food business, that if the health craze over the last decade just throughout America people freaking out about no MSG. Cities, yeah, it's hurt their business I'm a little sure. bit. Lunch. Because I do think dinner, you like, whatever, I'm going to bed here in a couple hours. <laughs> right. I, I justify bigger meals at night much better than I do earlier in the day. Don't you? Because if I eat a huge meal at lunch, like my guy, I mean, who am I kidding? My day's shot sometimes after lunch. There's no doubt. I, but I, I will. Eat a, do, I do, eat a
2: protein bar. You you do the. Oh, I'm gonna have a smoothie
0: for lunch, so that later, I have. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. I think it's e- I think it's easier to just take a big hack at dinner. Like I, I, I can't take big hacks at lunch, and even think about doing anything productive. Eric, Puesto. In Concord, upscale Mexican. Yep. Go to, and hit us up. Shoot us DMs. Shoot us emails.
2: I was th- speaking of you. service. I was thinking. I DM my barber today uh, before Alyssa gave me my fourth haircut of COVID and said, were um, oh, where the underground uh, haircuts happening?" Hoping that like if I was subtle and she was like, "Yeah, it's in the alley behind the shop." LOL. Just kidding. So she's not doing them. But got a haircut again. And, um, I've come to the realization, something I did not think of at all before quarantine is when you, whatever you pay for a haircut, first of all, I'm going to feel better about a $50 haircut than ever before, because I just realized half of that, that what you normally pay. Yeah. God, (laughs) half of that (laughs) is for the, the price of the cleanup is worth whatever it costs. If you told me the haircut is the cleanup is forty dollars of the of the fifty
0: dollars, I would say that's is that San Francisco prices or is that I think that's kind of going right. Um.
2: Well, I remember when I was in Fresno, my the barber I was going to it was probably like
0: forty, yeah, thirty five or forty,
2: and but I think fifty's probably my guess is probably for San Francisco pretty reasonable. But people DM me and tell me what you pay for a haircut, um. But the cleanup is just something I never thought about. Because for them, they've got the gown on you. They just sweep it. If you have to cut your own hair or cut your hair in your home, the cleanup is on a whole other level. It's so you much need a sh- hair you need, you, need a, you need a shop
0: vac. You,
2: you need, need a shop, shop vac. But it's just like, you know, they've got a flat floor. Your house, maybe there's some tile. There's, God forbid it gets out of where you're cutting the hair. I mean, I guess the backyard's good. But it's all over you and you're showering and it's just... You don't have the proper smock. You're just wearing a shirt. I washed a shirt twice. The hair was still stuck in the collar from the haircut I got at home. So underrated. The service you get for the cleanup is such a value versus the alternative that I have a newfound respect for. Not just the barber, but the barber shop,
0: you know? I'm fascinated by the industry. It's just one of those that as we go our separate paths with – what's on top of her head, you just kind of forget. You forget the experience. You know what else you forget, guy? Is just, we all have different tasks we have to do during, like, Mm. non-work tasks, right? Whether it's, you know, I don't know, pick up our dry cleaning or just do things that go to the grocery store. That is a task that I can't fucking relate to because my task... It's incorporated, like, when I go to the grocery store, if I'm out, like, oh, I'll just grab some extra Mach 3s, or, you know, I'm out of shaving cream. But you're going to get shaving cream no matter what, right? If you're shaving your face, or... like I just, It's like getting toothpaste. That's already what I'm doing. And I don't even... Th- it's just... I'm showering. We all shower. It's just part of my process mm-hmm. of just trimming the hair. Mm-hmm. And I, I just... You're never I, stuck, I, I, like, oh, I got something to do tomorrow. How am I, I got to get this haircut today. I, I just can't. I cannot relate. Yeah. Now, the only thing I can relate to sometimes... Is if I go four or five days, I know I got something coming up, I have to cut it. But again, like I can shave my head as part of my daily life Mm -hmm. where it's not an inconvenience. Well, I'm going to need an hour here. I got to go there. They don't have a spot at this time. I got to go a little later. I I just don't. We're just in different worlds with that one guy. We're just we just are not on the same page. (laughs) That's why when you said fifty, at first I thought big, and then I started thinking like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't even know. Like, I, I what is?
2: A, I don't know what does supercuts t- charge these days.
0: Twenty five bucks less. Yeah, 17? but I, I wonder if like in L.A. or some bigger, yeah, I wonder if it's a little more, maybe thirty two dollars, in some of the higher end, right? Just because their rent's going to be a little higher. I, I, is there a supercuts in like the Union area? Uh, is there a lower end haircut? There's place supercuts around where you on uh, Fillmore.
2: Yeah, there's. I mean, I don't see it regularly, but I drove by one a while ago.
0: I I would be shocked if it's not just thirty bucks. do yeah, you think they could make a they could break even doing twenty dollar haircuts? Because Supercuts is only for men, basically, right? Right. Like a, a you wouldn't see a woman in there. It's about efficiency. that's one thing. You know, like girls, their hair can be really expensive, <laughs> but that's just part of their deal. Like they're just expensive to get your blowouts and your coloring. I guess Supercuts Again, does some of that. I'm on their website right now. Well, they'd be smart to. It doesn't... Because I, there's... So,
2: this says... There's way
0: more money in women's hair than men, but wouldn't you say men, if you're keeping it high and tight, need it probably more consistent? Like, how often do you need a haircut if you're just really being focused? Every three weeks? If every two. If I'm really
2: being focused, every two and a half weeks, probably. So, so you're spending $100 a month What, well, Like, if it's if I've got games, then I'm cutting my hair every two weeks. If I
0: don't, then it's three, three and a
1: but half you, you weeks. But
2: you
0: would agree you feel better when your oh, hair's yeah. high and tight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just one of life's uh, part of having great air. Er- uh, we'll finish <laughs> just... with
2: the, we'll finish with this, John. Matt just <laughs> Matt just tweeted at me or at us, at you at a oh it started as a threat. Okay, so he said check it in on you at John Middlecoff. Rough weekend for you for your guys. Hovland, Finau, and Woodland course looks impossible right now. Only ten guys under par. Holy smokes! Thoughts? So let's just update here as we finish. As so you are in third, in third. place. I and am in fourteenth, the top fifteen pay here. so i I stand up a ten dollar entered, I stand to make twenty bucks. so I'm either gonna be
0: at thirty bucks at the end of this day or ten bucks in my account. as you know, well, you don't know because you I don't think you've made a deposit in a while, you can put it in an individual amount of money, like ten dollars for the game, yeah, but it gives you the option of just hitting twenty five, which sometimes is easier, so I just click twenty five. Well then when I get twenty five in and I got ten in, well, I got fifteen dollars to play with. so I said, Playing a couple games, and I think you can verify I'm also making $25 in this other game. Can you see that? Uh, yeah, you're in third, uh, you're in third place in that game. No. That's it, that's in our game. Yeah, I'm in third. Where do I, where's and then it? the other one, it's like top 2,000. Oh, okay, it's like, yep, 25. Oh, I played in one of those last week. I want, it was like a dollar to enter. And I won three bucks. I know I'm gonna make 25, dollars so I do feel better while I didn't because there's a big drop off guy 135, 100, dollars 70 dollars for third place. Could I still? Yeah, I'm destined for third, but I could get past. I feel good about the $25 a little extra because my team, I just put a random-ass team together. It was like lay. Shoffley, who I think opened up this tournament, he shot 78. He has just been on fire since. Minus three, even minus two. Mm-hmm. Gave me 75 points. Wow. It's it's clear, guy. You can have average players. If they make the cut, it's worth double the points. Yeah. Right? To me, if you make the cut and get the extra two days, you're getting another 30, 40 points at minimum. Well,
2: here's my team, John. In 14th, I've had nobody do anything particularly extraordinary. Deshambo missed the cut.
0: Hovland
2: has been over par three of the four days. Tiger was over par. Tiger finished T40. But he
0: made the cut. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I, had, I had
2: all but is my only guy that missed the cut. Glover was pretty how many good. Points,
0: how many points Tiger get you? Uh 70? 54? See, I can live with that. Yeah. I, 54 I, is a
2: lot better than 27. No, I'm just saying because I had all but one guy make the cut, I have a chance, even though nobody was spectacular. My best golfer, my best golfers, John, are Matt
0: Wallace and
2: Henrik Norlander.
0: Never heard of either, but oh, I mean, I have, but I don't. They're both I in point the top 10, thank God, in this tournament. giving me a shot. It did feel, I'm not going to say you're lucky, but. Tiger missed the cut, and then I think a bunch of people yeah, blew up the last five holes, and then they he got in. Now he got in at the did, same did,
2: time Deshambo got out.
0: Oh, did he change the cut line a little?
2: I don't know if he changed it, but like I was feeling pretty good about Bryson, and then he totally collapsed. Yeah, but yeah, I did not realize actually. I thought when I went to bed Friday night that Tiger had missed the cut, and then I woke up. Was Saturday it one of those where some of the, the
0: officials went, "Well, do we really need to make it two? Let's just make it three so this guy can get in"? Because if they did, tip my hat, they should. And if they do that. Tiger is a great pick if, he, if he's going to get a quote-unquote soft cut. Basically a played, captain's right? exemption, <laughs> captain's pick. Yeah, was, uh, the cut line is either uh, where the top 60 guys place or wherever Tiger's that's number is right. at. Oh, but if Tiger
2: had a birdie on the first two days, he gets to move up three spots. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that's smart. What's that game we played, nine point? Yeah, they start yeah. giving Tiger points for other things, birdies. And
0: yeah, it's like, you know, his, his pants look good. There's a couple points. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was friendly. That's, there's one back looks fresh. Yeah, he's smiling. Let him in. Post around interview. So right. it's fun. I, I, lo- I love Daily Fantasy. All
2: right, getting our DraftKings for this week. Burrow.com slash ham. Go do it. Ease.com, promo code ham. Go check it. Manscaped.com code ham. Get after it. And um yep. have a good week. Do it.
0: Adios. Peace. See ya.
1: Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app.